0: Hey everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of Cardboard Bliss. My name is Trevor, and this is just going to be a short introductory episode, uh, maybe to help you figure out if this podcast is something you would like to check out. Uh, this is just going to be me for this episode, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say up front that every episode will not be just me. Uh, that would probably bore you to tears. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself in this episode, just a little bit of what you can expect. From the show uh, in the future. So consider this truly an introduction, not really a full episode. But yeah, like I said, um uh my name is Trevor, and you may probably not, but you may know me from a podcast called Retro Blist. Retro Blist is a video game podcast where we cover games from pretty much the eighties and nineties. Me and my good friend Johnny just sit down and and play the game and, and then Tell you how it holds up. Um, so some of you may be coming from RetroBlissed, and uh, thanks for being here. But like I said, in a lot of episodes, it will not be just me. Uh, my wife, Anna, will be joining me, I hope. I, I believe she's interested. Uh, we play some board games together. She's definitely my main uh, board game opponent. So I think that will be good. And also my friend Johnny from the Retro Blist podcast, I'm sure will join me sometimes. I just hope for this to be a really informal, but hopefully not super boring show. Um, And hopefully by the end of this, you're going to know if this is going to be one of those board game podcasts that you can just skip over completely, or if it's the kind of thing you're looking for. Um, Because there's a few things that are going to make, well, there's a few things that make me maybe not your typical modern hobby board gamer. But I think there's a lot of people that probably feel the same way I do and and so we'll find out um hopefully by the end of this. Um yeah, just let me give you a quick story of me and how I came to to enjoy this awesome world of hobby board gaming. So I grew up playing nothing very special honestly. Um basically when I was really young, the kinds of games that little kids play, Candyland, I remember, I'm not proud to admit this, but I remember me and my brother loved Monopoly Jr. And at least the version of Monopoly Jr. we played, I later discovered that there are zero decisions to be made in that game. It, it truly plays itself. You have to do everything it tells you to do, and there's at no point you actually get to make an actual decision. Um, but... That's not taking away from the fact that we just love to play with the money and the little toy plastic cars. Um, but Battleship, I remember, was one me and my brother pulled out sometimes. But we also played a few that actually do kind of hold a little bit of a cult status today, and we just love them. One of those was Tornado Rex. Tornado Rex was this super cool uh plastic game. Think Fireball Island. Um... It's like a two-tiered mountain. And this spinner, this top tornado Rex, comes down the mountain and can knock you off the mountain. Like a like a top, you know, just a... What are those things called? Spin Masters? Those battling tops? Kind of like that. Um, Loop and Louie was one that we loved. I, I had no idea Loop and Louie was sort of a, a hit among adults until much later. But when it came out originally, as kids, we just loved that game. Um... Stratego, I think, was maybe one of the few games... Stratego and Clue, I think, were two of the games I actually played back in the day that maybe showed me that, huh, games can actually be kind of thoughtful. Because make no mistake, Monopoly Jr. and Candyland and Tornado Rex and and Louie are not thoughtful games. They're not games that require much thought. But, but there were a couple in there. Uh, like I said, Clue, Stratego... Um, I remember we tried Risk a couple of times... But in our feeble minds back then, we just felt like it was interminably long. Like it was never going to end. Um, I don't know. I think maybe we were playing it wrong. And really, I mean, there's some other ones. We played a lot of card games. um, Like Rummy. Uh, I remember Aggravation uh, was a board game we played a lot. Um, Skip Bow. Racco. Um... Yeah, anyways, nothing super special. So, that's pretty much my background. I'm, I'm not one of these people that has this story of, oh, I fell in love with board gaming because, you know, I played these amazing classics back in the day. I pretty much played the kinds of things kids my age would play. Um, but, at some point when I was a teenager, probably 17, 18 years old, me and my brother and my cousin would get together almost every Sunday at my grandma's house. And we would end up bored and looking for something to do. You know, we were starting, especially me, you know, I was a little bit older. I was getting past the age of playing with just flat-out toys. And so we really started playing some board games, just whatever was available over there. Um, But it was stuff like Tornado Rex and Aggravation. And I just felt like there had to be something more. Like, we enjoyed these games. I thought, well, what if there's newer games that are better than these? I actually remember having that thought at 17 or 18 years old, Um, and just for the record, I'm about 35 now, so that's, you know, in board game terms, that's a pretty long time ago, you know, to be having those thoughts, but I knew nothing, absolutely nothing. This would have been the year, maybe 2002 or 2003, when I first started having these thoughts, there's got to be something more in board gaming. I had no idea that there was something more, and it was growing rapidly. You know to put this in perspective, you know when I first started looking for these deeper games, Ticket to Ride had not quite yet come out. It was it was probably well in development. I believe it released in 2004. Um Settlers of Catan I don't want to say wrong. I believe it was 98 when it released. I might be wrong about that. Um so th- the games these designer games were just really getting started at least in their popularity. Um And it kind of blows my mind because Ticket to Ride is such a staple. It's hard to believe that the first one wasn't even out when I first started looking for these kinds of games. It was was about to be a big hit, you know, about to be released, but it wasn't quite out yet. Um, but probably around then, 2002 or 2003, so, you know, 16, 17 years ago, I discovered this game on Amazon.com, of all things. Um. Which Amazon.com, I don't, I don't even know, I don't even think we had a computer in the hole. Maybe we did at this point. We must have. Definitely did not have a smartphone, but we must have had a computer with dial-up at this point. Because I remember getting on Amazon.com and just searching for board games. And uh, for some reason, I came across this game called Spy Alley. And the funny thing is, um, I never got this game. I never did, but I became obsessed with it because it just looked cool. And Spy Alley is, is sort of a lesser-known classic at this point, I think. It, it's not popular like Clue, but some of you probably played it. And I feel like I probably should play it at some point before I die, <laughs> just because of what it did for me. But I never bought the game. I was about to buy it, but somehow, looking at this game, Spy Alley, I came across this website, Board game Geek, And as is probably the case for a lot of you um, hobby gamers out there, The rest is kind of history after that point. Um, The reason I never bought Spy Alley is because once I discovered Board Game Geek, um, my eyes were just opened and blown away. And there'll be time to talk about a lot of that later. Um, But I'll just throw out a couple of games that were, were in... I wish I had the receipts for my original board game orders. That would be cool. But I know for sure that in my first couple of these hobby board game orders... There were games such as Bonanza, which is the bean trading card game. There was Citadels, which is still popular to this day. Um, let's see, a card game called Colorado was in maybe not the first order, but it was up there. And Ticket to Ride made it in, in one of my early orders. But like I said, I don't think Ticket to Ride was even out when I placed my first board game order. Uh, Leo Calvini uh, made a game called Clans. Which I know is not a super popular game, but it was one of my favorite early games. I still have great memories of that game. Still have it sitting on the shelf. Um, those are a few of the games I remember for sure were in my first couple of board game orders. And we'll probably talk about some of those at some point on this podcast. Um, and uh, and a lot of others. Because in 2005, uh, five, I joined Board Game Geek. You know, I I lurked around and just read reviews and read articles. um, Watched a lot of Scott Nicholson videos. Read a lot of Tom Bassel's reviews. Um, I remember those two names just coming up a lot. And, uh, stopped lurking and decided to actually join in 2005. So, about 14 years ago now. Um, By that point, I'd already placed a couple of board game orders. And my collection has just grown since. Um... You know, I think if you're someone like me who sort of has a... I don't know if I have a collector's mentality because I only collect things that I actually want to play or want to use. But it is sort of a collector's mentality. You know, once I get into something, I don't do it halfway. Um, For better or worse. Worse sometimes, to be honest. But my collection has grown to this point. I think if you look at Board Game Geek, it claims um, my collection is somewhere around 500 games now. Uh that five hundred number does include, of course, all your little card games and little tiny games and expansions to games, you know, like I have what six different map packs to ticket to ride, but it also includes all the big box games as well, so <laughs> I feel like that number's a little bloated, like I look at my shells and I don't see five hundred plus games, but I'm sure that including all the expansions it's accurate because there was those were the games added into the list. Um, so that gives you some idea of where I came from and now I just want to just really quickly take a moment to tell you what I love about the hobby in a very short, um, segment and then sort of my biggest struggles with the hobby. And I think this is just (laughs) to get a little connection to some of you out there who are already in this hobby and have been maybe for For years, as I've been at this point. Um, What I love about the hobby is a very stereotypical answer, but it's true. And that is simply doing something with people I love. And that's something, of course, being playing board games. Um, I'll be honest, I'm just not someone who has been to board game conventions. After 16, 17 years in the hobby, I've never been to a true board game convention. Um... I've been to two, maybe three meetups in my life, meaning meeting up with people I don't really know just to play board games. Well, that might be a slight lie because uh, my friend briefly owned a board game store, which is a story for another time, a pretty cool story. Um, Not a sad ending, you know, it's not around anymore, but not really a sad ending. But during that time, we did have a few board game meetups, so maybe half a dozen, (laughs) maybe half a dozen board game meetups in my life, in my 17-ish years of, of board gaming. No conventions. I basically play games with the people in my life, who are already in my life. Um, my family, friends, anyone I can rope into it, basically. Like I said, my wife is probably really my main opponent. But what I really love about board games is playing with people I love. I find it's just so awesome to have a a real... Well, just an activity, just something besides small talk, but that still allows for conversation. I mean, you can watch TV together, but there's really nothing going on there between you. But with a board game, even when I really get into the game, and I do tend to really get into them, I'm still connecting with the people at the table. You know, they're still going to do things that are going to make me notice this is a real life person here at the table with me, you know. Whereas you can go and watch a movie, and as much as I love that, you almost forget there's another person beside you for the most part. Unless they're talking in the movie and being annoying. Um, yeah, so, so I love that about the hobby. And I honestly do just love the physical nature of it. I love picking up the pieces, holding the pieces. I love the artwork. And I love the clever gameplay. When When a designer has made something that just makes me go, wow. You know, that's that's clever. So... I love the people, but I also love the games themselves. So that's obvious, I guess. My biggest struggle with the hobby, I really think a lot of you are going to agree with. My biggest struggle is just playing the games. And I'm not even going to say finding the time to play the games because we all have 24 hours in a day. But it's just... I mean, I'll be honest. I'm someone who loves board games, but it still takes more energy to pull a board game off the shelf, read through the rules set it up, and try to convince someone else to play it with me, even my wife, who's very agreeable and loves a lot of the games, it takes a lot more effort than turning on Netflix and watching a show. So just getting the games played um, is 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 my biggest struggle. But my second biggest struggle, I guess with the hobby, and struggle's a strong word because I, I, I love board games. It's not really a struggle. But my second point is probably going to help you decide right now, if this is going to be a show that you're interested in in, in listening to. Um, because I know that I am in the, in the minority with this, but I know I'm not alone. Probably, besides just getting the games played, my second biggest struggle with the hobby right now is almost that I feel like it might be starting to leave me behind a little bit. And I know it sounds silly, probably, to most of you, but... I worry that this hobby is starting to get too modern for my taste. Um, you know, I, I've I've enjoyed video games pretty much all my life. You know, like I said, we do the Retro Bliss podcast and talk about these old games. Um, and I don't want to offend anyone, but for the most part, the modern video game hobby has just left me way behind. I, I just find it a kind of toxic environment. I, I'm talking about like the online communities and things like that, is a toxic environment for video games, for modern video games. Um, and I thought video gaming as a whole has sort of left me behind with all the downloads and the, you know, the needless complexity without real challenge. But this isn't a video game show. I'm just saying there's reasons that I feel like video gaming has sort of started to leave me behind. And the funny thing is, I felt like I was on the cutting edge with board games. Like I was... One of the early adopters of these modern hobby board games. We used to call them German games because that's what... They came out of Germany for the most part. That's not true anymore. They come from everywhere. But I just like I was, you know, one of the early ones. And in my circle, I was the first, you know. You know, my friend that I mentioned who opened the board game store had no idea these kinds of games existed. Um, But fell in love with them, you know, after my introduction and ended up opening a game store, a successful one, I might add. Um, My whole circle of friends and family had no idea these kinds of games existed, and now most of them either tolerate them or even really like them. So, you know, I felt like this will always be my hobby. You know, this will always be, it might sound selfish, but my hobby. Um, But actually, you know, as I get a little older, I'm starting to find that I don't know, there's just a lot of board games with themes that are very comparable to what's in movies and, and video games. You know, I kind of miss it when things were simpler. When people would get excited about a game about um, selling fruit, <laughs> you know, or 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 placing trains across America. You know, I, I didn't mind that. I, I still don't mind that. You know, now it seems like every game has to have a, an exciting app, or you have to be killing hordes of zombies... Or have this amazing emotional story, which isn't really why I play board games. And so right there, you're probably going to turn this off or be intrigued. Because I know a lot of people are just moving towards board games really becoming something more. And I guess, even though it's a fairly young hobby, um, hobby board gaming may be evolving past the point that I'm comfortable with. But, the good news is, they really never get old. I mean, all these board games on my shelves, um, if they never made another board game that appealed to me, which is not true. But, if they didn't, I would be fine with the board games on my shelves. Because, most of them really don't get old. They're still going to be here, you know. If the house doesn't burn down or something, (laughs) they're still going to be here in 30 years. So, and plus, they're still going to be releasing games that I care about. So, this podcast will not necessarily be be about the latest and greatest. Um, you know, I'm not going to be afraid to talk about... Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to look at my shelf. If I want to talk about Finca or Zularetto or Ticket to Ride Africa or Airlines Europe, those are just some of the games I'm spotting on my shelf right now. Then I'm going to talk about those games. None of those are the latest and greatest, but I'm just going to talk about what I want to. And so if you want to join me... And discuss games that maybe don't get discussed a lot anymore. This will not be a podcast that's all about making money. Or getting the hottest new games for review from publishers. You know, I don't expect this to be a huge podcast by any means. But if you just wanted to join me and 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 listen and talk about these board games. Then I think you're in the right place. Um, you'll probably hear some about games that people don't talk about a lot anymore. You know, um, so... I guess to, to summarize, um, what you can expect from this podcast is me and sometimes me and my wife, and sometimes me and my wife and my friend Johnny, and maybe sometimes other people, um, talking about games we played. You know, if we played a, a session of of a game, we'll probably talk about it. Um if we just want to talk about a topic like what are our favorite worker placement games, then we're gonna talk about that. You know, it's it's not going to be a super formal show, but also don't want to waste your time. You know, if you're driving or just need some background conversation going on, I want it to be worth your time. So, um, and I think I have pretty uh, a broad tasting games. I, I've enjoyed everything from, uh, oh, I mentioned Colorado or Bonanza. Those are two pretty simple card games earlier. You know, more medium weight stuff uh, like. Uh, I don't know, automobiles and, and Via Nebula, Galaxy Trucker um, but I also enjoy some of the heavier stuff like Agricola and Luna and um, there's some Steffenfeld games I really like well like Luna. Um, I just recently purchased Food Chain Magnate which I played once with my friend Johnny Really loved it. Really looking forward to playing more. So a, pr- a pretty good variety, you know, um, and I'm not afraid to step outside of the box. It's just whatever I can get played, that's what I'm going to play. So <clears throat> thank you so much for joining me. I'm sorry if I rambled on. I probably do need to get my wife in here really soon to t- kind of rein me in a little bit. Um, but I-, I just hope you'll, you'll join me next time and, and we'll figure this thing out together. And uh, hopefully talk about some games that you'll want to check out yourself, even if they're not the latest and greatest. Some of them may be, you know. I'm ready to pick up Wingspan, which I know is what everybody's talking about now. But I just think it looks awesome. So, anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time on Cardboard Bliss.